There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the sports betting network. Live Bet Saturday, third hour with Danny Burke and myself here, Jonathan Von Tobel, uh, live from a little less haunted circus studio. I was told that maybe there was a technological reason behind the breathing that I'm hearing in the corner of the room. I will say. That every good horror movie uh, begins with uh, one character not being believed in his or her fear of something. So I'm just going to throw it out there. Just throw it out there. Sure. I, I watched a tremendous Argentinian horror film the other day. Uh, you know, spooky season. Got to get into it. I would recommend it. It's called Terrified, Danny. Not Terrifier. I know that's like a popular horror movie out there. Terrified. Check it out. All right? Let me know. Get back to me. I got it. Will do. But yeah, I'm, I'm uh, glad to hear that it's clearing up just a little bit over there at Circa for you, buddy. We are getting concerned. Now, speaking of spooky season, terrified, terrifying things, uh, I would say that Buckeyes fans, uh, to keep this thing going, are terrified uh, that this result is going to hold. We are back underway in the second half over in Happy Valley. So 14-13, uh, this is the score. 14-53 left to go in the third. So we have just gotten underway there. And we have plenty of other games that are underway right now, too. One of the games that actually has been going on was um, one of the first ones, if not the first one, to get to halftime is that Big 12 matchup between Ohio State and Iowa, or excuse me, Oklahoma State, I should say, uh, and uh, Iowa State. 13-6 is where we're at right now. Oklahoma is favored in this game. I think I had six and a half, but it just flashed away. Um, but I wanted to ask you, Danny, because now, as we're a couple of minutes here into the third quarter, Oklahoma's got the ball just over midfield. Um, remind everybody, did you did you act on this yet? Because I know that you had your eye on this, and I don't remember if you did do something here. Yeah, I didn't end up pulling the trigger. I kind of wanted to get Iowa State in double-digit realm, okay. but they never got there because they limited Oklahoma to a field goal. So, yeah, like you said, now you're seeing six in the hook. So I haven't touched anything just yet. Um, but, again, you know, Oklahoma offensively has controlled this game, 261 total yards in comparison to Iowa State's 160. So it's kind of like how much of the bend-don't-break mentality can this defense sustain without the offense putting it into the end zone. 166 rushing yards for Oklahoma, four for Iowa State. So, again, you got to limit the time of possession that's been possessed by Oklahoma. If you can see displays of that, then it would be tempting on the side of Iowa State, but it just doesn't feel right in this moment. But just started the second half, uh, third and 15, and it looks like maybe they jumped off sides. <laughs> we'll get a free play here. Uh, so Oklahoma will probably get a nice little uh, boost of momentum from that. All right, so as we wait for the rest of these games to pick up a little bit of steam, uh, Notre Dame does have the ball. They are moving. They are just over midfield themselves. 
themselves, and I think we're going to get a uh, opportunity to go for it on the fourth down here. They've been running the ball pretty well, Notre Dame has. I think they've got about a fourth and two, fourth and one. Yeah, it's officially a fourth and one in terms of a measurement. It looks like a fourth and one and a half, but uh, this running attack has been working. Um, the uh, one-dimensional offense with their um, incredible tight end has kind of been working as well. So we'll see if that's going to be the case. But Notre Dame, who is 4 of 11 on fourth downs for the season, is now going to attempt to convert a fourth and short here against Syracuse with what looks like a fantastic formation uh, and what is a weird quarterback sneak play that is ultimately not going to work. It was going to work, but it wasn't a quarterback sneak. Um, I can't describe what just happened to you. I'm not a play-by-play guy. Do not call me Ben (laughs) Wilson. I cannot describe what just happened. But in-game, Notre Dame. 13.5-point favorite, total 51.5 as they convert some weird fumble ruski looking play for a first down. So before we get back, because we were talking like some big-picture stuff when it came to the college football playoff and uh, what I would love in terms of chaos for that, and when you're looking at the futures board and and talking about finding, uh, everybody loves the word, value, right, Uh, when it comes to grabbing some of these numbers, and the perception is that big numbers are generally value, I will say that the more I watch this Tennessee team, Danny, kind of bringing it back to the original point, which we both talked about, the more I watch this Tennessee team, the more I come away impressed with them, the way that this offense is run. I'm not sure how good they are defensively, but clearly they have an offense that is on the same level with the Alabamas of the world that can, I think, and we'll find out in a few weeks, that can push a team like Georgia defensively as well. They, they check a lot of boxes for you. And at the very least, it is a team that, you know, there's quite a few teams that have realistic paths here to a college football playoff when we talk about the others, right? Clemson, uh, Michigan, Oregon, TCU. The problem with some of these teams, though, is we talked about, like, Oregon, for example. If Oregon and Tennessee at the end of the year both have one loss, Tennessee is not a conference champion, but Oregon is with that one loss. But that one loss is both to the same team, Georgia, and Tennessee's loss is much more competitive. Does Oregon really get into the college football playoff? And that also depends on what everything else happens and shakes out in front of them. And we'll get an idea of where these rankings are. And I think Tuesday is somewhat important in that, you know, it gives you an idea of what the college football playoff committee is thinking. Uh, it doesn't, I guess, week to week doesn't matter in a whole big picture, but I guess you'll get a thought process. I just think when you're taking these shots of like Oregon, TCU, you could talk yourself into a path, but at the same time, there's so much that those teams have to climb over. I don't know if even at like a 66 to one for a TCU team that might be undefeated, I just don't know if that's really worth it at the end of the day. No, and when you talk about Oregon, too, I, I feel like in general the narrative surrounding the Pac-12 is they usually don't get the benefit of the doubt. And I'm not here to support the Pac-12. I'm just looking at it from a realistic standpoint. The conference isn't as hard. I, I mean, Tennessee overcoming Alabama, even if they lose to Georgia, is going to be enough to overcome Oregon having one loss and that being against Georgia. Because what? I mean, Oregon beating UCLA 45-30, to 30, does that move the needle for you? Yeah, it's impressive, but it's not like beating Alabama. Uh, beating you know BYU when they were ranked 12th again that doesn't really move the needle for me with Oregon and you could just clearly tell in my opinion obviously you know by the eye test that Tennessee is far and away the better team than Oregon if they were playing you know I'm curious to see what that number would be but I'm sure Tennessee would be a fairly not sizable but a respectable favorite in that matchup uh, TCU is very interesting. I, I get that position, and I would argue, you know, that the Big 12 is tougher than the Pac-12. So I would almost give, you know, kind of the upper hand at TCU if they kept running through this conference. But at the end of the day, again, do you think they're actually better than the SEC opponents, than the Georgias, than the Tennessees, than Alabama? Probably not, but I think they would have more of a case, JBT. So, um, yeah, of course, Tennessee at 16-1 would be the best bet you would imagine because they have the most realistic chance to get there. Outside of it, I guess I would go with TCU if I had to. I'm not going to, but, again, if it's, say, you're looking at the Horned Frogs and the Ducks, I would lean toward TCU. I'm looking right now. I want to double-check this because you asked the question, so I'm going to go do, uh, do the number here. Do the number, as they say. Um, I'll find out exactly what it is in terms of a number that we could potentially look at. This is why VEASAN.com is great. Uh, you get access to guys' power ratings like Steve Mack, and then you can do the math. You could find out what a number would be. So according to the power ratings up on the site, we're talking about five and a half Tennessee would be favored on a neutral over Oregon. Yeah, that seems about right. Yeah. So that's and I would it. probably lay it with Tennessee. Yeah, I, look, I think... The one thing that I have a trouble with is like the overall strength of the Pac-12 and what Oregon has faced up to this point. Um, uh, even UCLA, for example, 
you know, getting them in that spot where you um, where you get to host them, right, in a somewhat early game. Uh, they have been they, – their schedule's worked out for them really well. Even go back to the beginning of the year where they get BYU coming off of that game against Baylor, right, night game, then you go on the road, you're beat up, and you get to blow them out. Oregon has gotten better. I, I do wonder how much better they are uh, – from the beginning of the year, how much different they are for the beginning of the year, given how favorable their schedule has been. But they have answered it, the call every single time. But I would say at the end of the day, after all these teams I have watched, a realistic opportunity for you, a Tennessee team at 16-1, to which is an 11.5-point favorite today, very likely to win their game against Kentucky and move on and have a very solid path at making it to, at the very least, a college football playoff and a 16-1 to ticket on a team that has checked a lot of boxes and statistically has a lot of similarities to Joe Burrow's LSU Tigers uh, way back when in 2019. All right, big fourth and two. Is Penn State going to actually go for this? Are they going to do the dumb thing where they try to draw you off sides at the end of the play clock? Probably the latter. Oh, uh, no, they're <laughs> going to go for it. How about that? And they're going to get completely wow. stuffed behind the line of scrimmage. Penn State's going to get nothing. Ohio State's going to take over <laughs> here after stopping Penn State on fourth and two. Is that a, what are you, are you mad? I think that's good for you, isn't it? No, it, it was funny because so I'm a little behind, but I'm, I'm just laughing because I was like, I don't know if I'd actually want them to go for it or not because the way Ohio State's defense had been playing, I was a little nervous. But, you know, knowing Penn State and what their offense is capable of doing or lack thereof, like you saw, uh, luckily <laughs> – and uh, I'm shocked they went for it. But, you know, good for them. Even though it didn't work, I, I like the aggression. You're not going to beat Ohio State by settling for a field goal. Probably not going to beat them by not converting. But, hey, you know, uh, at least it gave it an effort. But Ohio State's got to score here. No excuses. And if you want to jump in and uh, let's see where this number's at, if it's still kind of a feasible price. Uh, minus five and a half. Yeah, I, I still think they win this game by a touchdown. I still think Ohio State is the right side, JVT. I need you to jump in with me, baby. Need some of that Jonathan Von Tobel luck on my side like last week. Can we get you there? Uh, let me look. Let me do some research here. We got a break coming up. Maybe I'll uh, <laughs> maybe I'll jump in. Uh, can I just say that so Penn State, for those who weren't watching, uh, ran essentially it was a full house formation, right? Everybody packed in. You got like three back uh, three backs in the backfield, and they ran like a power sweep to the right. That was football back in the 1920s, and that looked like it sucked. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I will say that was a weird play call. I like, I get wanting to go for it. I feel I can get a little bit more imaginative when it comes to the play calling. Not a right. full house formation to the right in power sweep with your fullback to try to get two yards. Um, you kind of told them what you were doing, uh, but right now in game five and a half with a total of 51 and a half. All right, you know what? I'm just going to say it, Danny. I hate to say this. I've been trying to – I wanted to extend time here and go to break. I'll tell you the truth, my friend. I don't like where Ohio State's at right now. I don't mm. think I'm going to get in on with you this. I tried to drag this out. I got to tell you the truth, though. We're friends. I will not be backing Ohio State. I understand where you're coming from. Oh. Um, but I got to tell you, man, this offense and the way – maybe they're going to make an adjustment. I'll tell you this. This is my plan for you. If Ohio State comes out on this drive – and does a pump fake to the flat and then goes deep because they've been doing those stupid bubble screens the entire game, if they do that, then I'm in. Then I will bet Ohio State because it has shown me they have made an adjustment. Okay. But until then, I'm sorry, my friend, I can't do it. All right. Well, hey, we get a commercial break to see if it comes through. Does it have to be on the first sequence or any point in the drive? What's I, the exact stipulation? I just, want, I just want to be shown that they're making some sort of an adjustment <laughs> with their game plan. They had right, success faith, work in the middle of the field on that drive before the half, right? And I need to know that they're going to adjust their game plan here against Penn State. All right. Let's take our break. When we come back, we have a lot to get to. Brandon Marcello is going to join us when we return. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back again, folks. Jonathan Von Tobel, Danny Burke with you here on Live Bet Saturday, keeping track of everything in the early college football slate. And uh, it looks like Ohio State is going to have to punt this thing away. Third and seven, and it passes a little too far for CJ Stroud, a little too much mustard on it. So we'll find out what. Penn State can do when they get the ball back here as it looks like Ohio State set the punt on a fourth and seven. Let's bring in Brandon Marcello. Uh, nice enough to give us some time today. College football analyst, 24-7 sports. Brandon, uh, thank you very much for the time. Let's start with this game because I was actually I was listening to you talk right now while we were getting set up, and I wanted you to bring up this point because I think it's a really good one. The thing that has stuck out when I've been watching this game uh, defensively for Penn State has not been the front seven. It's been the secondary. Yeah, you know, I think that Penn State knew that going into this game that they had a pretty good matchup with their secondary against those incredible Ohio State receivers. Now, I've been saying in the preseason that this was like the one game Ohio State really should worry about other than the game because there are some interesting personnel matchups, plus with it going on the road at Penn State, that always makes things interesting. But, yeah, it's kind of playing out a little bit in a perfect scenario for Penn State. And Ohio State's kind of feeding into that, throwing the ball shorter than maybe sometimes that I would like. But that's because Penn State's doing a good job of locking them down, those receivers down the field so far. Yeah, Danny and I have been bemoaning the bubble screens on third and sevens uh, that have been completely getting snuffed out and the uh, really the lack of consistency here for this Ohio State offense. Really quickly, I wanted to ask you one more follow-up here. So what's the difference? Like, we watched Danny and I both, we bet Penn State in that matchup against Michigan and watched the Wolverines run all over them, and here they are looking like a completely different team. Uh, outside of the secondary, what are the matchups that change here? Because this Penn State team looks competent compared to the one that looked completely lost, what, two, three weeks ago? Yeah, I, how about uh, Sean Clifford really rebounding from those early struggles yep. earlier in this game? You saw those, and you're like, well, Ohio State's going to just maybe you know, wash with the floor with them. But I, that, that is not happening right now, and I really like the way Sean Clifford's responded. And, you know, you see a little bit of why James Franklin has kept sticking with him, you know, throughout this season. He knows that he's the type of guy that can maybe put some things behind him and, and keep this offense moving, even if it's not necessarily one of the more explosive ones in college football. Uh, Brent, I want to keep it in the Big Ten with you a little bit later tonight. You know, speaking of the aforementioned Michigan, they take on Michigan State. You get the in-state rivalry happening. And, well, the spread's not really respecting that aspect of it, considering that the Wolverines are a 23-point favorite. Does that – how much do you take into account the familiarity with these two teams? Is it something that you do hold strong and you're tempted to look at State, or are they really just that much of a inferior team compared to Michigan as of this point of the year? Yeah, I, I think it's just a huge mismatch. And I know I do agree with you that there is that, you know, they're very familiar with each other. So maybe that go, plays into it a little bit of this being a closer game than what we're seeing with the spread right now. But the talent disparity right now, especially with depth, is just very wide. 
And then you got some really bad matchups with Michigan's defensive front, which has been able to create some havoc, but hasn't actually been very consistent. If you actually watch some games and trying to get pressure on the quarterback, they put up numbers, but they're not doing a very good job at times. I keep going that Maryland game where they are allowing some big plays on third downs, but um, I, I listen, Michigan is going to beat Michigan state today. It probably maybe will be closer than what that spread is right now. That's my gut feeling much like what we're seeing with Ohio state, Penn state, because they're just so familiar with each other. And for that matter, this is a game that Mel Tucker and co, you know, have focused a lot more on in the off season and even this season of preparing for than say last week or even two weeks ago. Uh, it is a big day in the big 10. Uh, Danny over here is a big Nebraska guy. Danny went to Nebraska, correct? Yeah, I went yeah. there from 2014 to 2018, so I've suffered through all the football misery. So, so I guess we'll, uh, we'll ask you, Brandon, does the suffering continue today? I think it's really interesting that Illinois, that, like the, 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 this is really turned. They're a seven-and-a-half-point favorite on the road here against Nebraska. I think this defense is legitimate, but just the role here to lay over a touchdown on the road against Nebraska, I think it's fascinating. Yeah, you know, Illinois hadn't been a road favorite since 2019 against UConn. Yep. Um, you know, this is, it's kind of crazy to see this. I I'm, I'm kind of an upset central with, with this one. I could see Nebraska winning this one because of them going on the road and that incredible atmosphere. I, you know, listen, they might be struggling if the fans still show up there. Um, and I do wonder about this offense for Illinois where they're leaning so much onto chase Brown that if you just slow that down, then what are they really going to be able to do? You know, Chase Brown, I think, has made up about 73% of their offense on the ground so far. I, I, I'm I, hesitant to kind of put a a cap on this and just go, yeah, Illinois is going to win. They're, they're, they're ranked. But, you know, how about Ryan Walters, defensive coordinator for the Illini? I mean, they're number one in the nation in scoring defense. Incredible. But I always, this is what I go back to. No matter what's going on with the home crowd there, Nebraska's defense is terrible, so bad. like just <laughs> terrible. And even in the personnel matchups in this one are terrible on defense for Nebraska. So Illinois should win this one going away potentially by double digits, in my opinion. But who knows with that home crowd? You just never know. How's that going to affect Illinois? They haven't really played a huge game in front of a huge crowd yet this season. Very true. I'm sure I'll be uh, ripping hair out of my head per usual watching the Cornhuskers. And hey, I may be doing the same, Brandon, with a bet I got later in the night. Uh, North Carolina and Pitt. We briefly touched on this game earlier in the show. We do see North Carolina now as a three-point favorite. I got invested in them a little bit earlier in the week. I, I realize, speaking of bad defenses, North Carolina is right up there at the top. I am just going to bank on the fact that this offense will just be leaps and bounds better than what's been presented in the passing game for Pitt, and hopefully North Carolina can limit their run offense. What do you think happens in this showdown? I, I think it could trans, transform into a shootout. Uh, I think this game could very well be in the 30s, which if that's the case, that's bad news for Pitt because Pitt, what they need this game to be is to be a grinded-out game where they're just leaning into North Carolina taking care of the football and winning a game that ends up being like 28 to 21 or 28, 24. That's not in North Carolina's MO. Um, Drake may is a guy that it started. He's getting some talk. Obviously he's not going to be in New York city for the Heisman trophy ceremony, but man, he is electric. He is fantastic with that offense, but this is going to be a high scoring one. That's going to be in the thirties. Um, and to me, you got to give North Carolina the, 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 the side of the coin there because I just don't trust Pitt uh, to be able to do anything through the air when it gets down to crunch time. So uh, let's go to the SEC really quickly. Ole Miss on the road against Texas A&M. I, I was trying to kind of make the case, Brandon, that this might be uh, an ugly buy low spot for Texas A&M. I just don't really like Ole Miss a lot. I think defensively they have shown some pretty good cracks. We saw what happened against LSU. I think that game against Auburn where they allowed them to get back in, that is more troublesome than a lot of people are uh, maybe thinking it's not, and we, we kind of saw that transpire the next week against the Tigers. W what do you make of Ole Miss here on the road as a three-point favorite against the Aggies? Ole Miss is kind of transforming back into what they were defensively in 2019 yeah. when they had like an historically bad defense. Now, it's not that bad, but you're seeing those cricks and cracks and everything, and I just don't see 
Ole Miss being able to hold it together in a game where they're going to have to go into a big-time atmosphere like A&M and maybe be down early. Now, here's the thing. Ole Miss is, I think, they're one of three teams in all of college football that have scored first in every single game this season. Mm-hmm. They've got to do that today against Texas A&M. If A&M were to come out and score first and put the pressure on Ole Miss, that, that's an issue and something the Rebels haven't necessarily faced. And then I go back to what happened against LSU for Ole Miss. Ole Miss gets up early, of course, and then just gets bludgeoned, really, after that. Um, and LSU can run the ball. Can A&M run the ball effectively against Ole Miss and just wear them down? I think it's very possible, but, man, Jimbo Fisher and that offense, I just don't trust them to, to make the right calls in some key situations. But uh, this is a coin flip game to me. I don't know which way to go with it, and um, uh, but I'm kind of siding with Ole Miss just because their offense is obviously much more explosive than any, anything that Fisher tries to call. Yep. Hey, Brandon, last question for you here that I got. Does Tennessee win by two touchdowns or more uh, in their game against Kentucky? Seems like it could be a good spot with them based on how they performed last week. Well, I've actually, I'm actually thinking of two big games in the SEC this weekend. I think they're going to be like runaway victories. I think Tennessee is going to cruise against Kentucky today. Kentucky's offensive line is bad. Will Levis has been a miracle worker for them at quarterback, even with that offensive line performing the way it is. Chris Rodriguez, the running back as well. I Tennessee, they, they've got some weak defensive pieces, but what they don't have is a weak defensive line. They've done a good job getting to the quarterback, getting TFLs. I think Kentucky's in for a world of hurt today in Knoxville. Brandon, we're up against it, but we appreciate some time today, sir. Thank you very much for the insight. Thanks, guys. Brandon Marcello, again, college football analyst, 24-7 sports. Danny, the football gods may be smiling upon me. West Virginia got a stop. Third and seven, and TCU drops a pass, and they're going to have to punt it away here. Oh, boy, look at that. Also had a muff punt, West Virginia did. All right, we'll give you updates on all the scores going down in college football when we come back here on Live Bet Saturday. Welcome back to Live Bet Saturday. A reminder for all of you that if you're not a VSIN Pro subscriber, you should be one. VSIN.com slash subscribe. 99 bucks gets you everything we do through the Super Bowl that includes a lot of benefits like our pro tools, pro picks at a glance, and pro tips, among some other stuff. How about the college basketball betting guide? It's going to be out soon. Our deadline, at least for riders, coming up on November 3rd. That deadline's going to be out shortly after that, or that guide's going to be out shortly after that. We have a World Cup betting guide coming out as well. And all of the other things we do and offer, including daily write-ups on the NHL, NBA, and through the World Series, at least, Major League Baseball. All that and more. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. 99 bucks through the Super Bowl. Check it out now. And also, when you get it, go to VEASAN.com slash JVT. I hear there's a lot of good information up there, a lot of good write-ups. And they're fun. That's what I hear. Fun, funny, and informational. This is important. Having a good time. As we were talking about off the air, guys being dudes. All right. Some updates in the world of college football uh, first off, Denny, Ohio State, uh, they have taken the lead, yes? Yeah, they have, but okay, so there's a lot to unpack. Not really, just in, in this one realm of the screen passing. So it was first and second down when they were cruising. It was one screen pass, maybe got a couple yards. Another one got no yardage. And then it was, I guess, third and six maybe. And you're just like, please don't do it again. And they handed it off, which... You know, nine, not nine times out of 10, I'm going to be upset if you do that unless you're going for it on fourth and they actually picked up some yardage and you didn't do the bubble screen. But then they settled for the field goal. Why are you running it then if you're not going to go for it on fourth down? I'm content in the fact that they took the lead. Yes, I mean, at this point, we'll, we will take the points. But why is Ryan Day handing the ball off to get it to fourth and short to not go for it, JVT? I don't get it right now. I don't know what's going on with it. Yeah, in game right now, three and a half in favor of Ohio State, total 44 and a half. It has not been a good, a good day for the Ohio State offense, as you mentioned there. And uh, as we talked about just now with Brandon Morcello, it has been a, uh, a very strong showing for this uh, Penn State secondary. And that's in terms of coverage. And that is also in terms of snuffing out these bubble screens, which they have had a read on all game long. 
Fourth and goal here for West Virginia. They are up 20 or they're down 28-24. Consecutive plays. And here's the thing. This drives you absolutely nuts. Third and goal and fourth and goal, Danny. They go back corner fade route on back-to-back oh plays. Gosh. On consecutive plays. It is the worst play call. I I hate the 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 fade to the corner pylon thing. They did it on consecutive plays here, West Virginia did. You've been running the ball relatively well. You have been throwing to the middle of the field pretty well throughout this game. As two, like two. You had This is what West Virginia has done now, and this is what you mean, and this is the difference in terms of winning these games and not covering. You could tell I'm a little irritated. Um, they had, on the first possession, a three and out. They punt it to, West, or to TCU. TCU fumbles the punt, muffs the punt. They recover it. They only get a field goal out of it. Then you get another opportunity when TCU drops a pass on a four or third down, so they have to punt it back to you. And what do you do on a fourth and goal? I don't mind that you go for it. It's the play right. call, and you go for back-to-back fade routes, and you don't get either one of them. You don't come close, frankly. And now, after being gifted essentially two possessions, you come away with three points, and you still trail 28-24. That is abysmal. I think, in terms of game management here from West Virginia, these last two possessions, you have to take advantage of those, and they don't. And now TCU gets the ball back with their explosive offense, with all of their touchdowns, all four of them, 30-plus yards. Four of them were 50-plus yards. You've had no answer for them all game, and you have squandered two extra possessions. Yeah, it's a disaster waiting to happen. You can't just settle there. And the play calling is inexcusable. I mean, a fade is one of the hardest plays to actually complete. Only a finite amount of guys can actually get that through and make it work. And in college, it's so much harder because, one, you don't have any accurate quarterbacks who you can really trust. And, two, your receivers aren't to that level where they are going to have the advantage in that situation more often than not. And the fact that, again, you're watching it, I'm not. The fact that they did it on back-to-back plays makes absolutely no sense. And at that point, you deserve what you get now with whatever happens. But I know you're sweating out the bet, so yeah, that would be driving me absolutely bonkers. One of the worst play calls, and they did it. Twice, I, I can't believe it either. That That's brutal for you, buddy. But, hey, let's hope the defense can just hang on one more time. Uh, I'm seeing five and a half right now, 78 and a half with this total. Still a high total, and the scoring has slowed down a tad bit. But, man, I mean, usually when you're able to stop someone like that, you usually come back and respond, especially with the offensive performance they've had up to this point for TCU. So, my goodness, uh, your anger is directed in the appropriate manner after that. That is tough. All right, going around the uh, scoreboard, and uh, I want to go back to this game. So this is one we hit on, and this is one I did not uh, hit, pull the trigger on, and I feel like I should have. Uh, we talked early in this Notre Dame-Syracuse game when Notre Dame led 14-7 to uh, that there were a lot of indicators that the Irish uh, were outperforming Syracuse and that there was a pretty good chance that they were going to extend their lead uh, to some extent. They did have a 24-7 lead. That was cut to 24-10 after a successful field goal by Syracuse. Uh, but Notre Dame right now in control of this game and from a five-and-a-half-point favorite, that's what we're talking about at that point, Danny, now a 14-and-a-half-point favorite with a total of 47-and-a-half. By all means, this game is not over, uh, and it's only a two-score contest. But at the same time, Notre Dame has done its part. They have held down the Syracuse offense this entire way, and I believe the Orange are on their backup quarterback. I will double-check to see uh, what is going on from an injury standpoint. But right now, things are coming up Irish, and if you got in early – when this game was going back and forth a little bit early on, you could be sitting on a little bit of a better number if you attacked uh, Notre Dame, but we'll see if they can hold on to this lead. But the Irish playing strong defensively right now and potentially facing a backup quarterback for the Orange. Yeah, and something we've talked about in the past on this show, JBT. I mean, when Syracuse got their touchdown, it was their first drive of the game, right? So that's when the scripted plays are coming into the mix, and you tend to have more success. So then afterward, you saw there was no success whatsoever offensively, and that's when you and I were picking at this minus five and a half with Notre Dame when they already had a touchdown lead. So uh, again, yeah, still plenty of time to go. Uh, but looking back on it now, you're like, man, I missed a real good opportunity there because Notre Dame getting the pick six for the touchdown right away. I mean, that's their bread, but that's what they want to do with their dominant side of the ball, primarily being defense with Marcus Freeman as your head coach. And Syracuse was finally put to the test. And yeah, their offense hasn't been doing anything special. But now that you kind of got this number, I saw it at 13 and a half and now it's taken off the board. It's it's really not worth sweating that one out with one more quarter to go and just a 14-point lead. Yeah, we, we missed this about uh, the 10.35 mark of the third quarter. We're in the last 30 seconds. Um, redshirt freshman 
uh, Car- Carlos Del Rio Wilson did start the second half at quarterback for Syracuse. It does look like Garrett Schrader uh, left on crutches. It might have been a head injury as well, so we'll keep an update on that, but he's not going to return. So, uh, And as we speak, uh, Syracuse did act pretty quickly here, and this is what we're talking about when jumping oh, on in-game go. numbers and uh, maybe taking <laughs> advantage of those things. Carlos Del Rio Wilson completes a pass to Damon Alford for 23 yards. They get down to the Notre Dame 34. A couple of plays later, they're in the end zone. So now this is 24-6 to with an extra point coming. Syracuse responds really quickly here. Again, Garrett Schrader not in the game, but an extra point away from making this a seven-point game. And I'll say this, uh, Notre Dame, this is, this is interesting from a narrative standpoint because, as we mentioned at the top of the show, they did not look overly dominant against UNLV. We know what happened against Stanford. The tenure of Marcus Freeman has been uh, uneven to start, we'll say. And uh, this is a game where you might be on the verge of blowing it. We'll see. It's not like you had a massive lead. But still, of 24-7 on a team whose starting quarterback got injured, if they somehow lose this game, Danny, that is going to be a uh, another really big blow to Marcus Freeman's tenure here at Notre Dame. Yeah, without a doubt. And I'm looking at their schedule because I was thinking maybe they're playing kind of a mid-tier team next week after beating Syracuse. They'll get more love in the market than they deserve. But, you know, they're playing Clemson next week. So that'll be an interesting spot, actually. I don't know if you have the look-ahead number for that one. But, uh, yeah, they get Clemson at home, 6.30 p.m. Central Time, 4.30 Pacific. So uh, big test for Notre Dame then. We'll see if their defense can come alive next week. But, yeah, focusing in on this game. I, look, I, I still think they're going to pull away in this one. I mean, it took this long for Syracuse to finally get there. If you think Notre Dame can keep moving the ball efficiently enough offensively to wind that clock down, I would have enough faith in their defense still to limit Syracuse from another touchdown. Being told that Clemson look ahead five and a half. And uh, I will say, I'll go out on a limb. We'll, we'll bring this back up tomorrow, Elliot. I will say that uh, Clemson does not open up as a five and a half point favorite. I will say it's closer to seven. Mm. I would okay. think. Uh, just just looking at what we've seen from Notre Dame, we'll see if they hold on. This result right. obviously matters a whole lot. If they lose this game, this is definitely going to probably open up more like six and a half, seven in favor of mm-hmm. Clemson. But the look ahead over at DraftKings was Clemson minus five and a half in that matchup. Uh, all right, a, co- a couple of other updates as we look around here. Uh, shockingly enough, another big play for TCU. They are inside the 30-yard line of West Virginia. They have a second and 10 here as they are trying to extend their lead. And uh, w- look at this. West Virginia can actually make positive defensive plays, a tackle in the backfield for the Mountaineers, who now have a third and long to stop, uh, to stop TCU and hold them to a field goal attempt potentially. And we'll see if they can actually do that. Better sa- you know, Easier said than done. And uh, Penn State had a pretty long third down here. Was this called a penalty game? Yeah, they they got bail. I, I don't even want to say bailed out because he did have his hand on it. Why are you having your hand yeah. on him here Holding. when the ball was thrown so far ahead? Just a terrible penalty on third and 16. It just took the lead. He could have got the stop and pounded it in on them afterward. And uh, just really, really bad out of that defensive back. Man, tough going here for Ohio State. We'll see if they can hold on. And it does look like this is going to be a fourth and short for West Virginia. I love the West, or excuse me, for TCU. The West Virginia defenders are holding up their fists like fourth down. It's fourth and four inches. They're going to go for it and they're going to convert <laughs> yeah. it on you. All right, we'll come back last 15 minutes with Danny and myself here on Live Bet Saturday. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hockey fans, turn a loss into a win with BetMGM, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Just place a single first goal scorer prop bet on any NHL game. If your bet loses, you're going to receive up to $25 back in free bets. This offer is available all season long. Wager confidently and stay on the power play with the king of sportsbooks. Log into your account or download the BetMGM app today. Sign up today and then wager on any player to score the first goal in any NHL game. And if your bet misses, you'll get up to $25 back in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLE. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi. Nevada or New York. I read that fast, almost as fast as TCU walked up to the line on the fourth down, like I talked about, to convert that fourth down with no problem and no resistance in any way, shape, or form. But before we get to more complaining from me, uh, let's go to the pro tip college football style. I don't know why I just read CFP. Uh, don't rush to the counter. To bet games with injury uncertainty, a quarterback based off pregame reports, as it says here, consider waiting to bet in-game if you're unsure. Uh, and look, and here's here's because what we're talking about here is Adrian Martinez came out to warm up, went back in the locker room, came back out in pads, started taking snaps from center, uh, their starting center. We'll see if we have an official note on what's going to happen with Martinez. I would just say we've seen this before. Remember, Quinn Ewers went out and warmed up. Dylan Gabriel, remember, there was thoughts that he was going to go out there and actually be on the field, uh, the game that he missed, and ultimately it was not the case. We see this all the time, and uh, these college football coaches think they're pretty smart with doing this. Quinn Ewers dressed Danny for like three straight weeks, remember, before he actually played. So, you know, if you see a report, you don't want to rush out there and get it because ultimately you could be led astray and you're sitting on a bad number. Yeah, exactly. You just don't want to overreact is the big thing. And even if that does come to fruition, sometimes whether a guy's in or out, we always talk about that fall and start theory. And you may think, oh, he's out. I got to go rush to bet the other team. Well, sometimes it gives another hungry player a chance to shine and he's really got to go prove himself. And the team tends to rally around that. So yeah, try not to overreact. If you Mm -hmm. had your preconceived notion, maybe stick to that and or just have some patience who wait, uh, at least wait to see how it's developing and wait for that in-game spot. You know, JVT, um, aside from that, I, I don't know if you're still watching this Ohio State-Penn State game. Did oh, you no see choice, what happened buddy. on that? <laughs> the fourth down, the, they got the false start on Penn State. The kicker missed. Then he misses again on fourth and six. Ohio State had a penalty. Then they go for it because they don't trust the kick clearly, and they get it. I, that was the most ridiculous sequence I've seen and it's making me go bonkers over here buddy I'm sorry I uh, I am I feel you <laughs> considering that I'm watching West Virginia melt down here uh, in this game too so you and I both uh, we need a little yeah. bit of luck to go our way here uh this is ooh, that's gonna be short actually you might get a fumble here on the one yard line it's close uh Penn State was about to go in it was a completion from Clifford a ball looked like it was fumbled when the uh, receiver was tackled Everybody's on the floor, and this is either going to be a Penn State touchdown or a touchback in favor of Ohio State, and it is going to be a Penn State touchdown mm. ruled on the field. So that's a 20-16 to 16 lead, extra point Brilliant. coming in, what you would assume is a review coming as well from Mitchell Tinsley, who recovers the fumble in the end zone. So we will see if that is going to be the case in that matchup. Also, something, uh, something I don't know, like, uh, building up here, TCU is now at third and goal. Uh, they tried – so – 
this actually maybe sometimes like a disadvantage for some of these teams that are used to operating in such wide open spaces, right? With these big plays, they uh, they ran a they they motioned a guy across the formation, but the ball was snapped too early. So as he was going across, it hit him in the hip, mm. and it was a fumble. TCU had to recover, so now they got a third and goal here, trying to punch this ball into the end zone, and it is a little different look from TCU. I mean, this is a team again; they're going to get a tackle. West Virginia is down here at like the call it 10, 12 yard line. This is a big tackle for a loss. You wonder if like, and we see this all the time, right? TCU crossing routes, slow developing plays, right? Explosive plays. Cause you get, you get guys out in space, but when everything gets contained sometimes and you have to be at like the one yard line or the half yard line, it's almost a detriment. And all of a sudden you see a team like TCU, Danny, who is used to spreading out four or five guys wide, whatever it is. They're running like power formations with one wide receiver. It's not the football that they're used to playing, and now they're going to kick a field goal here on fourth and goal to make this a seven-point game yet again, and that's indeed going to be good. So it's 31-24, but uh, a good stand from West Virginia. It looked like they were going to give it up and uh, ultimately still inside the number depending on where you got it. Yeah, seven and a half right now on the live line. If you want to lay it with TCU at BetMGM, actually plus 135 are the odds. Minus a buck 75 if you want to take your pre-flop number with West Virginia. Total at 72 and a half is what I'm seeing. So uh, I know you're sweating that one out profusely. Uh, another game that's actually now getting interesting, JVT, the one that we have been monitoring is Oklahoma and Iowa State. So Iowa State did get a touchdown in the second half. They now have the ball again, second and nine. They're driving a little bit, down seven. Uh, they're catching six in the hook at plus 160. Again, if you think they can score eight minutes left, still plenty of time to go. It's it's tough because Iowa State is now just starting to move the ball a little bit. I don't know if it's still worth the investment here. Uh, 40 and a half with the total. Now it's taken off, but it was shaded to the under. This one's going to be fun to see how it comes through, but keep an eye on that game as well. Still a lot of time. All right, another update uh, in Notre Dame and uh, Syracuse, 24-17. As we mentioned, Del Rio Wilson is in at quarterback here for Garrett Schrader, and he is uh, picked off on a tipped pass. Irish get that second turnover for the game uh, in the game for Syracuse. Uh, Notre Dame right now does have a third down. Again, their lead, 24-17, led by as much as 24-7. So we'll see if uh, Notre Dame gets something done. A third and six Interception, right by the way. Iowa State right after we talked about okay. it. <laughs> oh, and look there at this. So, like, man, everything's happening like lightning quick. Penn State touchdown has been overturned. So they're going to have a third and goal from, we'll call it the half-yard mark. And again, going with this full house formation, just trying to sneak Clifford in. I don't think he got it. He was short. Yeah, he yeah. looked like he got stuffed up real easily there. Uh, as you got to go for it, though, right? Your kicker stinks. Uh, th- yeah, I mean, you go for it. One-point lead's not really worth that much into the fourth quarter at oh. home. I-, I think you go for it. and you- your-, your secondary has played so well, right, that you go for it, you don't get it. You're still in a position that you're going to get some great field position because your defense has played this really well. James Franklin, though, is uber conservative, and I would assume that they're probably going to kick this field goal, but we'll see if that's going to be it. But if you've got an opportunity to win this game, you go for it, and it looks like they're staying out in the field yeah, to go, go for it. And that I think that, was- that is the right call. Yeah, oh, absolutely. He was clamoring for them to give him the old bush push in the back, which you should be doing regardless, but they've converted a lot of these fourth downs, so it'd be silly not to go for it here. So this is a big one. Again, this dumb. Oh, oh this man, re- they almost oh, had it. Okay, I think they got it. Oh. This, so I will say this. So James Franklin has busted out this full, like this full house formation, four different times in this yes, game. Every time it's been Th- fourth down. Three <laughs> of the four times it has failed, and it barely got through that time. I think we're they done. Should have had him. Uh, right, like the running back was grabbed in the backfield. It looked like they were going to oh. get stuffed for a. Oh man, that's brutal. Uh, that is absolutely uh, the Ohio State defender has him by the hips, two yards in the backfield, and he falls off of him and is ultimately punched in for a touchdown. That's tough, but the right call there for Penn State. Don't love the formation and the play call, but the right call and ultimately the right result as they are up 2016 with the extra point coming. Yeah, somehow pays off that whole drive. I, Ohio State just really shot themselves in the foot. There. I, that was unbelievable. From the pass interference on third and 16 to the kicker missing two kicks, and on the second one, you commit a penalty. You don't recover the fumble. 
right? You have the guy wrapped up. I mean, anything that could have went wrong ended up going wrong for Ohio State on that drive. And now they got to do what they've been unable to do, which is score a touchdown and actually execute in the Penn State red zone. So uh, now you get the Buckeyes plus two and a half or plus 110 on the money line. If you've been holding out this long, maybe you're tempted with the money line price, but I'm going to be honest. JVT's had the right mindset. I mean, their offense has not been diverse. It's been the same crap the whole game with these bubble screens. When they throw it down the middle of the field, exposing the coverage of the zone coverage, it's been wide open yet. Somehow they're still throwing these screens, trying to run the ball, which has not been viable all day. I don't know what's happening with Ryan day and what's going on with this play calling, but it has been atrocious. Uh, all right, we have 90 seconds left. I want to give you some time. We haven't really discussed it a whole bunch. You've mentioned it. Uh, you have a best bet later today, correct? Yeah, so I went with the Tar Heels. We've teased it a little bit with some of our guests, but I laid about minus a buck 45 on the money line with UNC. I just think that May at the end of the day is going to be way better than what Slovis can present. He's got a five touchdown to interception ratio, so the passing game is really not that strong and not capable of keeping up with what the Tar Heels are going to present offensively. As long as North Carolina, and it's a big as long as, if they can contain the running offense out of pit, that should do enough to limit the damage offensively and still give them ample opportunity to score with their passing efforts. So it's probably not going to be a comfortable one. UNC should be the better team. If their defense is somewhat manageable, they should win this game. So yeah, I took a money line. I'd lay three with them right now, which is where it is at as well. Uh, JT Daniels just, just ran himself into a sack for a loss of like eight yards. So it's going to be a third and long for West Virginia. Uh, that was a that was brutal <laughs> from JT Daniels. Got rid of that one. All right, we're all done. Um, next Saturday, we'll be back. Live bet Saturday, of course. Love doing these things. Remember, tomorrow I'll be back here. Live bet Sunday, and of course, college football lines revealed as we look at the next week of action. Danny, good luck today. Good luck to your Huskers. I'm going to watch every single bit of that game. Thank so you, buddy. I'll be cheering for you. Talk to you next week. Live bet Saturday rolls on. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.